0: You walk into this room at your own risk. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. Stamp eternity on my eyeballs. I don't know anybody else that ever prayed it. Maybe we said it. We live in a generation that's literally brainwashed. I've never seen anything like it in my life. This generation will embrace anything. There were giants in the earth in those days and also after that. When the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. And I'm here today to tell you that we're actually hacking the software of life You live in an insane society, for there is no fear of God in their eyes. Nobody fears God anymore. And We're in a fight for our lives. The church is being persecuted like it's never been persecuted before. And some churches refuse to even open up, they're so afraid. I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. By your traditions. You say you love God with your lips, but your heart is far from you. Uh, far from Him because you're not teachable. And the only thing you the only way you can be teachable is to hear the word and begin to practice it. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. But you know, if God should stamp eternity or even judgment on our eyeballs, or if you like, on the fleshy table of our hearts. I'm quite convinced we'd be a very, very different tribe of people, God's people in the world today. Nobody's convicted of anything anymore! The signpost up ahead, your next stop, the Twilight Zone. <laughs> But because of the nature of the church that we're in, if a pastor says something strong, and by the way, if your pastor refuses to make strong statements about things and make the necessary judgments, he's not being a shepherd. I said it. So if they're afraid because of what man's going to think of them that they're going to hold back and say, Well, I can't judge this, well, listen, you better judge it because you're a shepherd. You have a rod and a staff, and you sleep in the door of your sheepfold. Why? Because you have to look out on the horizon and go, that looks like a wolf, that looks like a lion, that looks like a bear. Here's a thief, there's a threat. Guess what? Got to get through me to get the sheep. That's what a shepherd does. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Good morning. This is November the 18th, 2021, and you're listening to the Removing Confusion podcast, and I am your humble host, wow, listen to me, Tom Richardson. This is kind of a special day. I got to look at season two of, that's how I claim it. Anyway, it's my podcast. I can call it what I want, right? Season 2 of Removing Confusion today marks 100 episodes. 100. Now, I could do like a lot of guys do and and go back over the old stuff that we've covered over the last 100 episodes, which cover about a year. Now, if you look on, uh, on the Anchor app that many use... Or the, uh, you know, Spotify. You may find that, well, there's a little bit more than 100. Well, that was season one. I had a I broke season one, I think, in January into season two just because you can. So I did. Uh, I figured New Year needs a new season. Or it could be when we got up and running with uh, some good equipment. But it was, uh, anyway, we're sitting on 100. What do we do with that? Well, as you heard, you haven't heard that open for a long time. It's It's been sent to the dustbin, but I dug it out, and I added a few things there. I added some things that I really like. Um, there's a fellow in there that said, uh, you know, you're not teachable. <laughs> like Steve Smotherton from the Legacy Church in New Mexico. And right there towards the end where I, I kind of clipped a few more things in with uh, – Rose-colored stained glass windows from Petra, a little clip clip of them. Um, Remember Me from Cutlass. You know, those are pretty powerful songs. And, you know, maybe it's not for everybody, but I like them. And I threw them in there. Then after that, there was a clip from my friend and brother who's gone on to be with the Lord, Steve Mitchell, from the uh, Fellowship Bible Chapel, I think it is. In Columbus, he passed away from uh, COVID-related illnesses in September of 2020. And he is a loss. He's a big loss to me. I listen to him every week. Uh, He just was a great Bible teacher. And I added him in because that was a powerful statement as well. If your pastor is afraid to say stuff, then he's not a pastor. A pastor is a shepherd. That the pastor word comes from the Latin, I think it is, for shepherd. Notice he said you lay in the sheepfold. The door to the door to the sheepfold. Now some people don't understand that, but the shepherds used to they they'd build a sheepfold out of rocks out in the out in the pasture, gather their sheep in there at night, and then they would lay in the door. That's where they slept. So none of the sheep could slip out and nothing else could slip in. I'm telling you right now in the church today, a lot of things have slipped in that should have never, ever, ever slipped in. I don't care about your music. I don't care about your Bible versions. That's the big debate in a lot of places. Oh, they're using them new age Bible versions. Or they're playing that, blasting that, rock and roll. Music. Now, If you're playing music that is not exalting Jesus, then it is no good. If you do it in a way that does not exalt Jesus, it is no good. If you're using the Message Bible, that is no good. I'm not a big fan of the NIV either. But scholars say it's okay. Some, some that I really like. Derek... Um, Derek Prince would quote from the NIV now and then. And he would just say, sometimes they got it right. That's not what we want to talk about today. I'm just kind of going along with some of my friends. You know, I'm tired of dead Christianity. I'm tired of people who are afraid to defend it. And that rolls right into what I want to talk about today. Now, unfortunately, I don't have any fancy clips from anybody. Today is 100 of our episode. 100. It's just me. Just me and God's word, and I, I got some opines that I want to throw out. The big deal of today seems to be the, uh, and it is actually, it should be, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, and there's a reason for that. It's very important, not only because of what it's a what it what it is, but the underlying reasons behind what it is. You know, this is a war that we're in. I'm I'm uh, busy here doing several things at once, but that's okay. This is a war that we're in, and I'm going to tell you something. We either win it, or we're done. Wars have been over the over the many decades before, have gone on, and they've uh, they've they become mockeries. You know, in we're World War Two. We Bombed them into the stone age to win, and many people died many innocents died that I find unfortunate, but sometimes that's what it takes in war war's not supposed to be good you know the old saying war is hell well, I'll tell you what hell's a lot worse than war, even the real literal hell, but you can look at it that way that the the uh uh, existential reason, uh, idealism behind war. Yes, you know, you're, when you're in a war, when you're in a battle, when you're in a riot, you count on no one else but your friend next to you, right and left, and maybe behind if you're if you're fortunate. Those are your brothers. I've heard fellows that were in Vietnam that said, "Look, you know, we didn't care about communism, and it's." pink stain and all the stuff that they talked about the yellow horde the red stain i guess it really is. they we, we weren't concerned with the politics we didn't care what the president of the united states had to say because usually he didn't say anything of, of any coherence due to the or, or in lieu of what we had to face now i was never in a war i've been in a riot or two here and there but i, I, I prison rights but i'll tell you it's it's like this when you are faced with life and death that's all that counts you don't care about what joe biden says or lyndon johnson says you don't care about this senator that senator or the others you don't care about it it's nothing you're you are focused on what is right in front of you your head's on a swivel You got your buddy here and your buddy there, left and right. Those are the things that you care about. Friends, we're in a war, and we have to realize it or we're going to lose it. Right now, the war is on many fronts, unfortunately. They have have figured out how to do this thing, and it's spiritually guided, no matter how you look at it. Yes, here in the real world, we feel the repercussions of vaccine mandates. We feel the repercussions of the racial divide. We feel the repercussions of people who say, if you find this young man guilty, we're going to burn your city down. Those are real things we can see, touch, and feel. But in the spiritual world, it goes on, and that's what guides these people. Let's go ahead and get into it. I call this, you know, a war on self-defense. Self-defense. Really, the whole thing, if you look at everybody that has a brain looks at Kyle Rittenhouse's trial as a sham, We're on day three of jury deliberations. I I don't think it it took that long for me and like-minded people to say, this young man came here to do a good deed. He was cleaning graffiti. He was guarding uh, car lots. They were standing at a gas station. and Then somehow he got out in the crowd. Maybe he did walk out on his own. But he got attacked by three men. Two of them will not go home. I don't declare where they are now. As Peter said of Judas, he, is, they, he has gone to his reward. Uh, Rosenbaum and Huber, I think it was, went to their revo- reward, whatever it is. And that young man Rittenhouse has to live with the fact that he killed these men and shot the other one. I'd like to be able to talk to him. I'd like to be able to reach out to him. But I imagine there will be someone, hopefully, in the Christian community who will, that can do it effectively when this is over. And I do believe he should still walk, and I think he will. I believe he will. I pray he will. This fat DA, is that what you call him? ADA. I don't know. It's Krauss says, sometimes you have to take a beating. You don't get to use your gun. I have several examples here. Now, first of all, you may have heard it's been touted several times, and this is before this trial ever happened or the incident. When they're, they've been going after your guns. If you own guns, they've been coming for them forever, and they're still doing it, the left, the, 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 the Democrats, the Socialists, the Communists, the Marxists. They want to take your guns. They want to keep theirs. You have no way to defend yourself when BLM, Antifa, and whatever else ginned up bunch of retards shows up on your lawn to take your house from you, burn it to the ground, burn your business. You have no way to defend yourself except maybe swing a ball bat or a golf club or a skateboard if you have one. Maybe, you have a, maybe it's a sporting goods store that you own. I'm going to tell you of several examples of men I know that who, who <laughs> second degree murder and first degree murder is what they got charged with I believe. I'm not going to use their names I can but I know them personally at, at one time. One guy got sent to jail to prison. He he was in a bar, he got loaded up and you know he got into an, a, a confrontation with someone. He was almost taken out. I mean, they were, they they had him beat up pretty good, and he was this <laughs> guy. He got drunk. He'd get drunk in prison, you know. When he get drunk, he was pretty stupid. But he stabbed a guy with a Yankee screwdriver. There's a that was the nomenclature of the screwdriver. That was its uh, corporate name, Yankee screwdriver. Stabbed the guy and killed him, and he got a second degree, twenty five year mandatory sentence. Another guy now you notice there's a there's a pattern here though they, these guys were they were under the influence of alcohol the other one was under the influence of drugs hallucinogenic drugs, and he was he worked in a multiple unit family unit thing they had a family that was messing with him all the time about you know drippy this and leaky that and toilet don't flush he murdered them all of them He was on psychotropic or hallucinogenic drugs. He became very remorseful over what he had done. But I'll tell you something, nobody messed with that guy in the prison yard. He was in good shape. for He was an older fellow at that point. He was in good shape. (laughs) He was this guy. I got life, man. You want to mess with me, you're going to have life too. Uh, I'm going to take it from you. But let me tell you something. See, these are things. He, he used a kitchen knife to kill a family. He didn't shoot them. He didn't take a beating. He used a kitchen knife. The other guy used a Yankee screwdriver. Kyle Rittenhouse was being beaten by a guy with a skateboard, and they tried to make it, oh, it's just a skateboard. I know I talked about this before, but I'm talking about it again because it's relevant to a lot of the things I want to cover today. You can't just say it's just that. Baseball bats, golf clubs, uh, Yankee screwdrivers, hammers. We can go on. Saws. Chainsaw. Remember the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? (laughs) A PG-rated flick. Didn't have any blood in it, but you were scared to death watching it. And the sound of that chainsaw, rawr, rawr, after that, every time you hear a chainsaw, you'd be like, oh, man, is it Leatherface? Kyle Rittenhouse, I'm talking about, is the human on trial, the face of the trial. But let me tell you something. Every American, the every American that may have to one day defend themselves, defend their family, defend their friends, or defend their property can face what Mr. Rittenhouse is facing right now. Sitting somewhere, I don't know where he's, probably at home or wherever he's allowed to be, waiting for those 12 people to come back with a verdict that will either sentence him to life. I got like five counts on him. I had to drop the gun count because it wasn't right. This prosecution team is a mess. That's beside the point. He's sitting there waiting. You could, Can you imagine being in his shoes, in his seat, sitting there waiting, listening to people argue over what will happen to you for the rest of your days? And any one of us who defends ourselves, our family, our property, or our friends could end up right there. Sitting in some Democrat-run courthouse now. Actually, the judge being a Democrat has been pretty good but he's been hit with a, he's a white supremacist. Everybody's a white supremacist day, today. Oh boy. You know, we used to have a saying as police officers, uh, law enforcement guys, we'd say, you know, in, in these heat of the moment things, riots, attacks on our person or our whatever, we'd say, well, it's better to be tried by 12 than carried by six. Now that just means and for those of you that aren't grasping it's better it's better to if I got to go to court and have a jury of my peers figure out what to do with me than be dead laying in the box and being carried out of the church or the funeral home, whatever. It's better to be tried by twelve than carried by six. But these days you don't get you're not tried by 12. You're not listened to by 12, more like 12 million. And the reason for that is the news media that is so polarized. You've got two or three channels that will, you know, well, they're, they're more right leaning. And then you got 30 channels that are completely sold out to the, biden administration and everything else that runs democrat or as we should say we should divorce our 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 terminology of democrat and just say straight out what it is socialists marxist communist unlawful unwilling people to look at the truth right in front of them And even though you may be acquitted, your life will never be the same. Mr. Rittenhouse, his life will never be the same. He's always going to be people, and they'll be very vocal looking at you, maybe even outside of your home with bullhorns and PA systems calling you murderer and racist and white supremacist. You will have to live in a cocoon. You will have to move to a cave. It might not be a bad idea for all of us. They're coming for us. Facebook and Twitter, what they call social media, the most anti-social places on the planet, the most disgusting things that there are. Yeah, I use them, okay, but not for long. I can see it coming. If they listened to the podcasts, that that's about all I put on there. I toss up a podcast. I throw a comment to some of my friends once in a while that are having fun. But you know, if they listened to these podcasts, I'd be off. They'd have me in jail. They Facebook jail. I'd be absconded with, gone. Oh, he's against the vaccine. Yes, I am. I'm not afraid to say that. I'm a not afraid to say that I don't like what's going on. When you have young men in their prime playing professional sports like soccer, hockey, football, running marathons, dropping over from... oh was that? Pericarditis? Just because they took a shot. Now they want the truckers all injected. So, you know... Some of those guys are not really in the best physical condition. I'm not, I'm not painting all truck drivers as big fat slobs. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, when you sit in a truck all day long, that's all you do. You tend to not really get the cardio that you need. Now they inject you with something that swells your heart up to twice its size and it explodes in your chest while you're driving a big rig down the road. Wonderful idea. Not only have we taken care of you, we may wipe out five or six other people while we're doing it and then blame it on you anyway. Off your topic, Tom, get back to where you were. But that's where they decide your fate Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Insta, as they like to say Insta, TikTok, run by the Chinese. You know, and they're going to, like I said before, they're going to kick you out of the cool kids club. You won't get to be allowed on Facebook, Twitter, and Insta whatever else they got out there. These are the same ones that just make that arbitrary decision because you might say something they disagree with. You're not allowed to disagree with the Biden administration. You're not allowed to disagree with the vaccine mandates. You're not allowed to in, in, incorporate the alternative treatments that have saved thousands of people's lives. Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and others. And there's other name brands. My friend Mike is always straightening me out on Plaviquil. I think it is. But it doesn't make a difference. We know the main ones. We also know that vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin um C, D, zinc, and I want to add another one, quercetin. Now, see, ivermectin and hydroxy take the zinc and push it into your cells. Now, quercetin is over-the-counter. You can buy it, and it does the same thing. You need to have that zinc slammed into your cells. But if you're taking it, good. But, you see, you don't want to talk about that on those Insta and the rest of them because, oh, my you know, you might save some lives, and you might turn some people away from the VAC assassination, as Steve Quayle puts it. I have to like that. The 2020 election was stolen. Oh, no, you can't say that on on those social media platforms because, oh, you're spreading disinformation. It's all right if they do it because we haven't learned to discern things. They They are the discerners for you your overlords, your wonder magnets out there that think they know it all. And you better follow them. Who's Facebook's boy Zuckerberg married to? He's married to a Chinese chick. Chang is her name. Susie Chang or Judy Chang or something. Isn't that funny? The the Russians are our main problem. Well, they are. There's somebody we need to keep our eye on, but our main problem is the dragon from the East. But they will allow hateful rhetoric from terrorists, from, you know, Middle Eastern backgrounds. They'll allow Biden to convict people openly that disagree with him or his policies. He came right out and said Kyle Rittenhouse is a, is a white supremacist. Well, you can't do that. But he did. It's ludicrous friends, it's lawlessness. The Bible calls it iniquity in the Old King James. Why do they hate the constitution? We're going to roll right into something here. They hate the constitution of the United States. They don't like our founding fathers because they owned slaves. Now, that isn't right. But that's the that was the the way it was back then. I, I don't like it either. I don't, I don't want to see anybody be a slave being beaten. I don't believe that Washington, Jefferson, and the others who owned slaves at the time, if they did really, I mean, I guess they did. Okay, I won't dispute that. I don't believe their slaves were mistreated as they may have been down in the deep south from like the movie of roots. I don't know. It wasn't there 250 years ago. But they had a love for God, and their love for God, their love for the Bible went into all of our documents, the Declaration of Independence. Be- way before that the Mayflower Compact, written by the Puritans. Then the you know, then the Declaration of Independence then the Constitution of the United States. These things have foundations that are biblical. So the devils don't like it. If you come out brazen and hateful and mean and want to change these documents and and have them ripped up and thrown away, guess who you work for? You're not working for God. You can tell Nancy Pelosi can tell me all day, I'll pray for you. No, don't bother. I'd rather you didn't. You know, these founding documents were written by the founding fathers, and we had founding institutions of higher learning. Most of our Ivy Leagues, and I I know for a fact that Yale and uh, Harvard, I, I I would venture to say the others out there that there's a lot of Ivy League old Ivy League colleges. They were founded on biblical principles. They were founded on Christian principles. They had, it only took them a couple hundred years to collapse that. But back in those days, they turned out pastors. They turned out godly, good Godly leaders of our nation, of industry, into politics. But now God's being scrubbed out of all that. The Bible is low on that curriculum at Yale, Harvard, Dartmouth, I guess would be another. I mean, I'll think of it as Stanford I was. That was on California, I think. But they, they were. They had this strong foundation, and I've talked it. You go back and listen to my foundation thing where they chipped away at the foundations. That's what they're doing. They're chipping, chipping, chipping. Now they've taken sledgehammers or those other things, jackhammers to the foundation. They really want it ripped down as quickly as possible. They're in control at least for another year. And I'm not even all that wound up about what will happen in 2020 and two in november with the elections coming that's a long ways off folks It's a, that's a year look what they've done in the actually biden did in a month stop the pipeline stop the wall let let just let everybody in that they can get in we'll give them we'll give them a half a million dollars it'll all be good so they chipped away at these colleges and how'd they do that and i'm gonna tell you something I, i'm Yep, <laughs> I'm on a roll, but I'm going to tell you something. This is a true fact. After World War II, the the uh, communist Russians, at that point they were the big commies, they started a project in their country. I don't know the name of it. Don't you know? So don't hold me to it. But they started a project where they took certain people, and they built little towns that looked just like america burger king walmart you know what whatever we had back in the 50s and they used those places to indoctrinate 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 their people they they taught them english they taught them uh you know our our systems of education they became spies that were so hard to discern, to detect, they sent them into the country under the radar. They set them up with money and, and influence. These people, some became teachers in, in high schools. Some became teachers in the higher education like Yale and Harvard, Dartmouth, and others. They started their indoctrination pl- program of turning these young people we send with you know high uh, um, tuition fees to become Marxists. Now, not everybody that went did, but when you have a young brain to play with, it's very easy to indoctrinate them and they did it right under our nose now i think some of the guys they sent in they 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 defected them in and said oh well he's a professor you know he knows about russian history we'll just let him teach it in yale or harvard or dartmouth or stanford or wherever well really what he was is a undercover spy we brought so many Nazis back from the war to work on our nuclear programs and other stuff. Sometimes people say we didn't really win World War II. We won the, we won the battle on the ground, but f- uh, philosophically, we didn't win. We brought them guys back here and they have permeated our society. That's a, that's one of those things. Yeah, I'm not afraid to say stuff. If I can back it up. I get people mad at me, but like Steve Mitchell said, if I don't say the truth, and if I do, well, let's put this. Way. If I say the truth and it makes you mad, and you, go check it out. See if I'm lying. Don't listen to me again. If I'm putting out something false, I I. I I'll be all right with that because I don't want to be the one who drives people into a different, you know, theological hole somewhere. I don't want to be a deceiver, and I try very hard not to be. Most of anything I say is backed up usually by scripture or by something hard, hard bound right here, you know, books and whatnot. But what they did as you know as things went along the sixties, you know, look at look at the people who are products of the sixties and early seventies college Clinton's Pelosi, Schumer. you know these names if you don't look them up, and it goes on and on. Joe Biden. And it hasn't gotten better because even these younger ones come out nutty. You send your kid to college, and the first year he's going to come back, he's going to be telling you, oh, you're not recycling trash like you should. You're killing the planet. The next year he comes back, he's going to be telling you, Israel is a Zionist state that should be wiped from the face of the planet. By the time he's done with college, he'll be so in a different world than you as the parent are, unless you're all nuts too. Most parents aren't that way, you know, of of my age bracket, 60 and below. Grandparents usually by this point. But, you know, the thing of it is, is most of us don't think that way. But now the kids, they've ruined them. Don't send your kid to college. Send him to a tech school. Get him, get him be a plumber or a carpenter or something. Work with your hands and make some money. Don't, don't work with your brain and just be an ideologue. We need those too, but we need good ones. The big curriculum now is gender studies, climate change, uh, critical race theory, anything that's a radical left agenda. And I will to why the radical communist professors in the beginning were piped in one way or another, and they wrecked these institutions that are 150, 250 years old. Turned them into something other than the Christian colleges that they were at one point. You know, they teach negatives. So you know, we 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 have no discerning future leaders. We have the, they they come out and they're all they look at is the negative side of everything that's going on. I don't want to overpollute our planet, our our nation, but the you know the buddies that they have China, India, Indonesia they they're trashing all of the ecological idealism that they these folks have trashing it. But yeah, we buy 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 have trucks and are actually was it ships waiting to get in filled with stuff from those places. You know, if you talk about these things, you gotta go back to why again. Why is this stuff happening? Sin. Sin has taken such a control over the humankind. I don't want to say mankind. I'll get in trouble. Humankind, that's that you know, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, narcoholics anonymous, all the other BA, whatever they are. They put you on a 12 step program. You got to go through the 12 steps. I can take you to a place and I'll give you a one step program. Jesus didn't have 12 steps. He didn't say, go out and do this, do this, do this, do it into infinium. He said, follow me. Follow me. Do what I command. And my, my my yoke is light all those things that's the that's god's way no 12 steps one but if you talk about sin in the human condition you're judgmental judge not lest ye be judged you're a puritan well you should try to be a little bit more puritan You're oh, you're like the witch burners. You want to come and take us, and and if we don't go the way you go, well, you'll burn us at the stake or throw us in the lake and see if we can swim through the ice. That is not what Christians do. Yes, I know there's a history in the puritanical religion where these things happen. They were duped by some boobs, just like we're being duped now to think that Kyle Rittenhouse is a evil white supremacist, because he shot three white guys. But he did it at a social justice event where they were burning a city to the ground. That's not social justice. That's not protesting. That's a riot. The cops weren't there. The real men weren't there. So this young man showed up and was put into a position that no young man of his age should be. He should be at home playing with his PS4 or looking forward to his date to the prom or looking forward to, you know, what I don't know if he's even in high school yet or but you know, looking at a life maybe joining the army or going off to college, not going off to prison because he defended some people and their property. Right judgment is always necessary. We need to take time. We need to think. We need to pray and come to godly Bible, good Bible positions. Godly decisions. These these people are jumping to satanic decisions. He's a white supremacist because he did the okay sign, where you put two fingers together and the other three stick up. Geraldo Rivera, who fell for a stupid internet fable, said, he's flashing a white supremacist sign. and He did it on the five on on Fox News. He threw it up, the OK, what we call the OK symbol. Now, in other countries, you don't want to do that. My wife keeps telling me in Brazil she did the, hey, OK, you know, and this guy's, no, 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 never do that. That means something totally different down here. It's like the middle finger up here. But here in this society, the OK symbol has never been considered a white supremacist sign that I know of. But there's an Internet thing called 4chan, F O U R Chan, I believe, that decided one day, let's have some fun and just throw that out there and see how many boobs fall for it. Well, guess the biggest boob that I know, Geraldo Rivera, falls for it. Uh, you know, Geraldo's done some interesting things over the years, and he's done some. He's so leftist, it's stupid. We need to also have common sense. God gives us the, the ability to discern things, and he also handled handed some of us good common sense good common sense is when you have time to sit back and look at a situation and say well i'd have probably done the same thing you know whatever it may be some people may look at that thing like kyle had to shoot these guys and i say if i was be if i was knocked to the ground and someone's trying to take my weapon away from me i was trained in my former life, to take them out. I'm sorry. Stop them. We never use the word kill. We never say we have the right to kill you. We shoot center of mass to stop you. Center of mass is from your, about your belly button to your shoulder blades, biggest part of your body. You know, It's not the Joe Biden, shoot him in the leg. No, that's not how a cop is trained. And you can't be retraining them to shoot for other limbs. We shoot in that mass center, center of mass, because it's safest for the other people around. If you're in a crowd, you know, you don't want to use a weapon that goes through an arm and hits somebody else. There's a lot of common sense things here. Lies and deception, that's all we're hearing. Lies and deception from the left trying to change things, trying to hide things. If you use lies and deception and you're trying to hide things or hide behind some barrier of you know racial or uh, ideological or whatever it may be that's not true, you're speaking the language of your father, the devil, and that's what Jesus told the Pharisees. When you speak, you speak lies. And when you speak lies, you speak your father's language. That's a cold thing to say to the religious leaders. Religious leaders of today should be, better be watching out as well. My goodness have we been rolling today. Let's read a couple of scriptures that I've got outlined here. If you want to, it's 1 Thessalonians, I'm sorry, 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 5. 1 Timothy chapter 5. This talks about how you take care of your family, mainly for the men. Men, if you're listening, you need to step up. I don't care who comes after your family or how, if they do it in word or in deed. Your job is to defend. I have seen men who made me just shudder at the fact that they allow some other man in mouth attack a woman in public, their wife, attack this guy in public verbally and not do anything about it. Just sit there and kind of chuckle and say, oh, that's, that's an infidel to me. You stand up for that woman. You stood up one day and said, I take thee as my wife and I will cherish and I will honor and I will defend you. Then don't try to play the game down the road and say, "Well, I was just joking." No, no. A good natured joke is okay, but to slam somebody publicly, no, that's an attack. Listen to me, what I got to say. First Timothy, chapter <laughs> first, goodness gracious! I got chives onto mine now. First Timothy, chapter five. Verse 8. But If any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel. Let not a widow be taken into the uh, number under three score years old, having been the wife of one man. Anyway, whatever. That doesn't fit what I was saying. I just like to read on sometimes. But let's go back to that. If any... Provide not for what his own, and specifically or specially, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. An infidel is not a good thing, you know. You only see that maybe two or three times in the entire King James Bible. Our terrorist friends love to throw that around the Muslims. Infidel, everybody's an infidel. If you aren't a Muslim, you're an infidel. So you're worthy of death to them, and they'll kill you. What else do we have? First Thessalonians chapter 5. I had to look at, I, I, I lost my track. Here it is first that's only chapter 5 verses 14 now we exhort ye brethren or you brethren who's he talking to when he says brethren he's talking to you and me the church the believers you're not just talking to uh anybody brethren that means those of us in the faith now we exhort you brethren warn them that are unruly Comfort the feeble minded. Support the weak. Be patient towards all men. Oh, yeah, we need to be patient even towards the ones we don't like. But let me tell you something. Do these other things too. Blessings will come your way. Support the weak. Stand up for them if you have to. There's people out there who have trouble defending themselves. Here's a quote for you. Here's a quote. In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Martin Luther King, Jr. Is that powerful? Is that powerful enough for you today? Look. Look. I'm going to to polish this thing off because I've gone a lot longer than I normally do. But hey, it's the 100th episode, and I'm fired up a little bit. More Bible. Always more Bible. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, "I, I write these things not to shame you, but as my beloved sons I warn you. The things that we try to say here, fall in line with that. I'm not trying to shame you. I'm trying to awaken those that are asleep. Uh, Doug Hagman I uh, listened to a lot, his show. He said something that kind of stuck with me is, you know, it. I'm not trying to awaken the sheep. I'm trying to awaken the lions. You know, the sheep have been lulled into uh, you know, every once in a while sheep need sheared too. Preachers that get scared of losing people in their flock you're gonna lose them if you just let them go to hell you're gonna lose them if you don't train them up correctly because they'll fall for anything the old song if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything or everything really here's another thing quote a quote of paul from acts twenty thirty seven. Uh, yeah acts 20 27 I have not shunned to declare unto you the counsel of God, all the counsel of God, not just a little bit. Paul says, I bring to you all the counsel of God. I'm not leaving out the hard parts. I'm not setting off the the part about judging and and the part about fornication and all the other things that come along. I'm not letting those off to the side. We're not going to talk about negative things. I'm not going to leave sin out of the, the out of the equation. Uh, uh, no, I'm bringing you the counsel of God, all of it, every bit. I try to do that too. I'm following Paul's example if I can. I mean, I ain't perfect either. I'm not even close. But we have to understand, folks, we're living in a time where they're coming for you. They're coming for your kids. They're coming for you. The homosexuals even did a song. We're coming for you children. I Played a little bit of that a while back. <laughs> Makes me sick. Kyle Rittenhouse went to Kenosha, Wisconsin, where his dad lives, to do something good. He ended up having to do something I hope none of us ever has to do is take a life or in this case several but he's not the only one on trial today folks every, every one of us is every one of us who thinks like hey I need to protect my own from these robbing or marauding mobs you could be on trial too the, the ability to defend thyself is on trial right now. Have a great day. Number 100th episode has come to a close. I'm sorry it went long, but nah, not really. Tom Richson, removing confusion. Till next time, we'll see you.